2: You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only, on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Uh, A very good evening uh, to everyone and welcome to the first uh, show, the first live show of Extra Time of the uh, brand new season. Obviously, it's a Tuesday night. The match took place uh, yesterday afternoon. There's already over 124 of you here. Uh, I do have to apologise that we uh, didn't get to do um, the pre-season podcast uh, with Jason, Manny and Paul last week, uh, earlier on this week um obviously as many of you know my mom's was seriously poorly in hospital uh, and we will reschedule that but i do want to uh say a big massive thank you to everyone that sent so many uh good wishes and love to work uh, to myself my dad and the uh, the family it was a very dark, it's been a very dark few days for us as a family but um my mom's still ticking along she's still fighting she is conscious but she is very 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 poorly but she's fighting and um we just got to keep our hope um and faith that um she continues to improve but um, she's a very poorly lady and we love it we love it a bits and it's been it's been tough i also want to say a, a big thank you to uh creation wolf uh, who are basically sponsors of extra time and help uh, Power the show Uh, They deliver the industry's latest And most advanced digital services And they take your brand Your company's brand online presence And uh, digital capabilities uh, To the next level If you run a business and you're interested in um, Reaching more people Digitally uh, The link to uh, to Creation Wolf Is in uh, the uh, Description box Uh, Tonight we're going to be getting stuck in uh, To That last night's game, Manchester United won Wolverhampton Wondrous nil. It doesn't tell the whole story. Wolves had 23 shots on goal at United, which is the most shots by any away team in the Premier League since 2005. But we didn't find the back of the net. They scored a goal. We didn't get a penalty. Which we're going to obviously going to cover and talk about, but it was an absolutely magnificent performance. I obviously wasn't able to go in the end because I needed to be close to my mom. A sensational Stan went with my uh, my nephew Harry, and they, they, they told me that the away end was absolutely fantastic, and the, the way the fans applauded the. Um, the team at the end was as almost like they'd won. They were just absolutely magnificent last night, and I, I did get to watch it with my dad. I got him home from the hospital and watched it, and um, I felt we were really harshly done to. So we're going to be breaking it in uh, to two halves. Uh, first of all, we, oh, one other thing, keep watching because we've got a really great uh, promotion and uh, and deal. Uh, from nordvpn which i'll tell you about as well for all uh, my channel subscribers so i'll tell you about that a little bit later on uh so welcome chris how you doing mate hello dave hello everybody good to see you good to see you. you're you a bit dark there i don't know if you've got any more lighting it's but uh you're a bit dark no, that's right mate you're all right that's okay it's a romantic um, setting a romantic setting. We've got uh, Jack, the voice of reason. How you doing, mate?
3: Not so bad. How are you, Dave? All good.
2: Absolutely. Now Jack's going to be coming on in the second half, along with Sutty and hopefully Manny. So I'm going to just drop you off for a second. Uh, we do have uh, L- Lewis and Lucas uh, that are uh, here as well. How are you doing, guys?
0: Good, thank you. Are you?
2: Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Our younger generation, uh, you know, we're hopefully going to become regulars here on the uh, the Extra Time Show during the season. And as is Mr Jet Setter, it's the Lord himself. Lord Jason Guy, otherwise known as Wolf Premier, is in a hotel room um, somewhere in Gatwick because you're going to be flying out again.
1: Yes, in Gatwick. So I'm doing two charity gigs in Spain with Neil Ruddock. So... Uh, flying out tomorrow morning, first thing. So I thought I'd get an early night here in Gatwick, so I don't have to travel up in the morning.
2: Fantastic. You've got good internet as well. I do want to say a big thank you to uh, Chaotic Rager towards a, a bigger bunch of flowers for my mom. That's absolutely wonderful. And I can see there's so many people that are saying and, and sending good messages to my mom as well. And I've had so many messages on social and stuff about that. It really does help. It helps keep us strong. So fantastic for that. Right, we're going to be uh, we're going to be getting into the uh, the game as usual. There is a secret word. We are bringing it back, so all of my uh, guests and Wolves fans and pundits uh, have got to try and get the secret word in. Uh, we're going to be talking about last night's game. Of course, we'll be talking about the VAR. Uh, we might have to have a little chat uh, about the player ratings that Chris has done for us over on the uh, AlwaysWolves.co.uk has caused quite a little bit of debate. Um, we do like to create a little bit of debate on the channel, uh, which is really important. Uh, we're going to be looking ahead uh, to Brighton, talking about Gary O'Neill, um, and we're also going to be having questions answered by you guys. I say there's 238 if you're watching uh, live, if you listen to the back on the podcast, you're enjoying it. If you listen it back on catch-up, you leave a comment. If you want to uh, participate in the chat... All you have to do is be a subscriber, and you can join in the conversation. Um, and as I say, we're going to get stuck in right now. First of all, Jason, going to go to you, if that's okay, because you, yep. you did go last night, didn't you? You went in a minibus with a few, uh, a few peeps. Um, yeah. Uh, tell us about your uh, the experience and how, how you were before the game, and how you were feeling after and during it.
1: Well, I think, like most of us, Dave, before, we've had a bit of an indifferent pre-season. So, like everyone, I was a little bit concerned what we was going into. And I remember we went into a bowling club in Manchester um, for a few beers before. Bully was with us because he'd come up with us on the minibus. And so we said, look, he he, he just said, no way, fans outside. So we all hid our Wolves badges. And then Bully walks in, I always want a bottle of wine. So everybody recognised him straight away. Um, And then when we was walking out, the point I'm getting to is when we was walking out, a lad went to me, oh, I'm going to put six pastures tonight. And uh, I just laughed it off anyway. Got to the ground. And to be honest, um, there was a bit of trepidation because, you know, we have had an indifferent pre-season. Gary O'Neill's only worked with the squad for a few days. So there was a little bit of concern. And you know what? Right from the off, there was brilliant, Dave. And I've got to say, and I put online last night that it was a brilliant performance. And it was. And it's really weird because, you know, when you lose 1-0 to anyone, it's disappointing. But actually didn't leave there deflated or disappointed last night. Yes, by the refereeing decisions, which we can come on to. Um, and, and, and to be fair, when you look at it that way, that, you know, that even gives you stronger resolve that, that we're going to have a positive season. It's still so easy to say earlier, I should say, that we're going to have a positive season after one game. 23 shots on goal, Dave against Man United at Old Trafford. They had a decent team out. Yes, their midfield was a bit non-existent and you could see the pathways um, opening and the gaps in the midfield. But we've still got to exploit those gaps and the movement was excellent. And I don't know Chris's ratings, what he's put yet, but we're going to find out. But what I will tell you is every person, every player on that pitch, I'm going to give an 8 out of 10 to because I just think it was a great performance across... It was probably, for me, Nelson Samadio's best performance in a wall shirt. I think Aitnori, who was equally wrote off by Lopetegui, come out and delivered a fantastic performance. Yes, in the early, in the, in the early minutes, there was a few sloppy passes. But soon got their act together. Um, I'm not Fabio Silva's biggest fan. Comes on, makes a difference, has a few shots. And you know what? That's all we can ask for from a striker. Kaleidic, once again, getting himself busy. You know, that could have been a penalty, well, it should have been a penalty. Getting so busy in the box, Dave, fantastic performance. And the one player that I want to single out um, to me as um, the, the the player of the game, and I'm giving it early, Cunha. You know, lopatagi obviously had a lot of faith in him signing for 40-odd million pounds. What a player he could be. But he's got to give these consistent performances. cutting through them like a knife through butter, Dave. Really impressed with the performance last night. Disappointed with the result, but what a fantastic performance. And I've seen Wolves win games by bigger margins without putting that performance in. So, for me, Dave, unbelievable performance.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Chris, we'll come to you. You've heard what Jason said about the uh, the performance and stuff. I guess you watched it on the... Uh, the obviously yeah, on I watched the watch. it on telly, yeah. yeah,
4: on um, star, yeah.
2: You know... How were you feeling before the game? How were you feeling during it? And how were you feeling after it? Before the game, a bit nervous, a bit
4: concerned. Um, Didn't quite know what to expect. I mean, we've seen good football over the the friendlies. We've seen, I I went went with you to Celtic and I said to you, I've seen more football in three friendlies than I did all of last year from a a wolf side. So, with Julian going and the, the new manager coming, I was a bit, a bit worried that we were going to have an adverse reaction, but um, no, I thought they um, they play well. I thought they, they, they gave a good account of themselves. I, I actually did. agreed with Jason, and I gave Yakuna a match as well before he starts panning my ratings. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. There's nothing like an uninformed critic. We have, like got,
2: to to, we have critic. got to come on to, to, yeah. come on to, the, on to the ratings, Chris. Agree,
4: I mean, agree I, with everything he said apart from one individual, but we'll get on to him later.
2: Absolutely, and uh, Lewis and Lucas, I guess you've chuckled and stuff like that. Always Wolves.co.uk, guys. If you're if you're watching right now, there's a match report, there's the things we learned, and there's the player ratings, and we're very delighted that a lot of people contribute today. That it's good to get a little bit of debate going. And Chris really has got some debate going with the player ratings. So if you go on to alwayswolves.co.uk, have a look at the player ratings, uh, read the comments and stuff like that, and then you can join, see whether you agree or not agree uh, when we get on to it, because it's all just a bit of fun. Uh, Lewis and Lucas, uh, great to have you back, guys. Uh, see, One of you has got the uh, the strawberry top and the other one's got the, uh, the brand new top, which is fantastic. Um, did you watch it on the TV last night or were you there?
5: Yeah, we watched it on the, the TV at home, yeah.
2: And uh, how were you feeling, uh, Lucas, before the game?
5: Uh, I, I went in with a positive
0: mindset. Um, one of my friends' dads asked me, because I went around the house, um, said, well, What do you think the score going to be? And I thought it would be a high scoring game. And I said, 3 um, 2 Wolves with Fabio Silva nicking it at the minute, last minute. So I went in with a positive mindset uh, that some fans didn't go in with.
2: To be fair, mate, it could have been 3-2, well, 3-1, if we'd have taken the chances. Uh, Lewis, throughout the game, how did you feel about the start and how Wolves grew into the game? And the, the last 15, 20 minutes, it was like the Alamo. I mean, United were like a boxer pinned back on the ropes and they were just throwing punches, but they just couldn't land that killer blow, well, until their keeper... Landed a killer blow, but that didn't seem to get noticed or picked up by the referee or anywhere else in the uh, the VAR booth. And then, um, how were you feeling after the match? Uh,
5: yeah, after the game, it was a, a big relief. I think before the game, um, I think even in the studio on Sky Sports, the you know Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher, they didn't seem too optimistic. I watched back um, the the game this morning. And before the game, it was all about Wolves could be really in trouble here and, you know, they really should be worried. Uh, but then after the game, it was the, the complete opposite. We felt, everyone felt good. And I was really surprised with how well we actually played because it was a very, I think, a, a different performance to what we'd seen, even in the pre-season friendlies. We looked much more aggressive and willing to press. And to say you only had uh, four or five days with the, the squad, to in- encourage these kind of changes, it's, it's very difficult. So to do it over such a short space of time, really impressed me.
2: Absolutely. And, and Lucas, how were you feeling at the end of the game?
0: I felt a, um, a bit shocked that the uh, referee didn't uh, get asked to go see the uh, monitor. Uh, because even if the people in the VAR booth didn't see nothing wrong with it, he shouldn't have even got asked to go look at the monitor
2: because it was a huge talking point. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And we are going to cover off the VAR decision because it's something that we do need to talk about. You know, and to be honest, one of the things that I'm really glad about is not to be talking about Lopetegui or Jeff. I bet Jeff's loving it because we're talking about VAR and penalties. It's kind of got him off the front page of the news of the paper for the time being. Um, But we've, like... We've got to put all that behind us now. All the uncertainty. We know what the manager is. He's coming. What? I, you know, I've had my got my reservations because one of the things I was worried about, especially after listening to the uh, Kirk, the Bournemouth fan, who was, you know, had a lot of us Wolves fans suicidal by the end of uh, the interview with him. If you've watched that video, he really wasn't very positive about uh, Gary O'Neill at all. And talking about he didn't know his formations, what he wanted to play, he was very defensive. And one of the things that I was really positive about, and you've touched on it there, Lewis and Lucas, in pre-season, I thought that we were very, you know, starting to be more aggressive and proactive than last season, not just sitting deep. We were pressing, trying to win the ball back, being a bit aggressive, being a bit more on the front foot. And I was a little bit worried that he might go and sit back. In his, pre, his pre-match statements, what heartened me, and I think heartened probably many of the Wolf fans, that he was going to go and attack. And we've got to go and attack and be brave. And, like, I was with, watching it, obviously, with the producer, Emma, and my dad, at my dad's, and at one point, she's saying, look how many players we've got running into the box. There was five or six players running into the box and trying to get onto the yeah. end of things. And we didn't see that at all last season. And Gary was really, really animated on the touch lane. He was really passionate, which I thought was a good sign as well. Um, and I liked the way that we were brave with the ball. You saw... Um, the likes of Kuna that we have, you've touched on. Everyone's touched on that. He was brave. And now he ran with the ball and just took players out. And fantastic. And we saw Nunes as well, creating space and running with the ball. We saw Ait Nuri that was being brave, running with the ball as well. Um, Pedro Neto being direct. Wang when he came on. Fabio when he came on was positive. He had like two or three shots. He was running into the positions and like, you know, the United fans cannot believe they've got out of that game and they've won the game. They can't believe it because it should have been four or five to Wolves. Jason?
1: Dave, I can't agree more. Um, like I said, I was there and I've been Fabio Silva's biggest critic and I've been quite vocal about it. And I think this is why the loan spells and the loan system is is so important. Um, and he's gone out and yet it's questionable the leagues he's played. He's come back a bigger better, stronger player, and he has. And listen, there's there's no one more than me that wants him to go out and score goals for the club. And yesterday, there were some positive signs, not just from uh, Fabio Silva, but across the park. And it's easy to worry when you lose key players like Ruben Neves. But listen, like I said, I just think across the park, defence, midfield and attack, there seem to be unity. And and the tracking back as well, that's so important, Dave, because there's been times when You know, we've lost possession and these players were just getting back. And and that's so important to win the ball back. And I think it it is almost like um, a new manager bounce with uh, Gary O'Neill. Now, it it shouldn't be really because we're not coming off the back of three defeats. But it is because yesterday you've seen the players playing for him. The players want the shirt. I I just can't fault that performance yesterday. And I know we lost 1-0 and we know why we lost 1-0. But I cannot fault that performance. Yes, I'm still very shaky when they're playing it across the back. I think we all are. Speaking to the sports around me in the stadium, you know they've they've got the same worry when we're playing it across the box. And you know you play against a team like United and they're closing you down quickly. But you know we seem to get away with it. We didn't make too many mistakes. There was a few sloppy passes in midfield, but overall, Dave, brilliant performance. I, ca- I can't praise it enough.
2: Yeah, and the atmosphere apparently in the away end was electric last
1: night. Oh, listen, Dave, brilliant! And I think Wolves fans have got a you know a level of culpability and responsibility. Um, it's easy for us to moan on social media and moan about this and moan about that and moan about Wolfie and all that. But realistically, when we go to matches, we've got to support them, and the Wolves fans come out in numbers. I'm not sure how many was there last night. I think about 3,200. 30, 30, yeah. yeah, but Dave. There was you know very vocal throughout the game and that pushes the players on it's very important I speak to a lot of former players doing the podcast so very important not to underestimate the um the power that, that 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 us supporters give the players on on the pitch and you could see and they were singing Gary O'Neill's Barmy Army absolutely massive first was game it Gary o's,
2: Gary o's Barmy army was it Gary, Gary O's Gary's Barmy Army Gary O's Barmy only
1: but do you I know what? It Italian. Italian. I think it was Gary O's. For, for them to sing that on his on his first game in charge, you know, it's a bit of a feather in his cap. Um, yes, obviously that you know they've 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 put the song in, and but you know what? I'm just so so so. And um, Gary O'Neill in the interview after on Sky Sports spoke really well. You know, he didn't too. You know, bemoan the look too much or. You know, he spoke really, really positively. And I think that's so important as well. And I think we've got a manager. And you know what? It's so important to know if you can say this day. But I think it's so important. We've got an English manager as well. You know, we haven't had one for a while, but we've got one now. And he's got enthusiasm. You know, he's young. He's got ideas. He's impressed the board. So, for me, listen, like I said, I just cannot fault yesterday. I'm being very positive, like, you know, like most of us are. But great performance.
2: No, it was absolutely brilliant mate I mean I I mean it's nice to be talking about some some positives mm-hmm. after so many um, such a, a tough few a few weeks uh Chris you know I mean what I want to sort of like dive into is obviously you were seeing that game and stuff like that what was the the positives that you were taking out of the actual game itself from you watching it uh
4: loads of positives we actually had a pattern of play we actually had um almost like a vision of what we were going to do um i'm not quite with jason i can fault bits of the performance and i'll go on to that in a bit um but it 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 was a fantastic display from most of the players i thought the uh drive that we showed with the ball to get forward breaking in numbers was great Mm -hmm. um Semedo was the Semedo that the Fee we paid for him commanded. Uh, he was he was fantastic. Neto looked like he got back he was getting back to his his old ways. Um I I generally thought it was really good. Um you know uh, it, for me the only the only thing that I'd be slightly concerned about and it's that old chestnut of no ball in the back of the net when you've had 20 when you've had 23 efforts yeah it's a great great and this is why i haven't gone mad on my ratings because you've got to go somewhere from that performance and that somewhere is making a killer pass and putting the ball in the net and unfortunately we didn't quite get that bit right but you know the mechanism of how we broke forward and created and surged forward and Disturbed United and put them off the scent because the midfield dominated them really.
1: Um it was great.
4: Okay, Chris, can
1: I a couple of missed can, passes but can I just say, Chris, do you think it'll come? Because twenty-three shots on goal, there's no way we can go through the season with, with having, you know, fifteen plus shots on goal again. Let's just get say we had twenty three shots away at Man United. Well we Yeah. You they know, asked Gary O'Neill
4: this, didn't they, afterwards? And they said, you know I, and he said he said twenty-three shots. I, I, I can't um I can't really fault that and I hope that, that starts turning into goals. And, cool. well, and I think we all do that, don't we?
1: I think I think I think it cannot not transfer into goals if we're having that, you know, that's you look at these of play, on goal.
4: If you look at these players, uh, Sarabia, Sarabia aside, we've seen Kuna score really good goals. We've seen Neto score wonder goals. You know, um, Gomez has scored decent goals. Mm-hmm. Lamina's even put one away nicely. So the ability to do it's there. We've just got to mm-hmm. it's just got we just gotta get. I don't know whether there's still a bit of a hangover from last season or the season before, because we've been on this goal goal expedition for the last three years really haven't we we haven't we haven't really been clinical or high scorers so maybe no, but, but, there's a hangover from that got you, to look at, you're what, in the right places at, aren't
1: you just being objectively it was Clyde did his first game back and it was Fabio Silva's first game back as well so yeah you know let's not be too critical not listen, this and I've been critical of the strikers in the past um you missed probably the best chance when he hit the post when it was easier to probably score he was
2: and, a bit off balance, you know, though, he, wasn't he? He should have
1: scored he, it still, but he was... He was, Dave, but, listen, you know, we've paid that money for it. He's got to put that in the back of the net. I don't, you know... any. He should have put that in the back of the net. And, and But these these are the margins because, you know what? He puts that in the back of the net. We've we've we're either got a point or won the match. Yeah, so, it, yeah. you know, we'll go on to win the match. So, these margins, we've got to convert those chances. If we're having 23, 15-plus and I'm saying 15 plus because 23, we're not going to have 23 shots in goal every game. If we have 15 shots on goal every game, we will score goals. Simple as that. Got,
4: we've got to improve it. If we can't score, we won't win. And that's a simple fact. So, you know, yeah. if we can't score a goal, you can't win a match. So, we've yeah. got, to, got to get that clinical. Um, I think they can do it. Um, um, other positives, just going back to it, and I've got to be fair to the lad because I banned him for last year. Um, Nunes was fantastic yesterday. It, it was, well, it was a great that, game. Chris,
2: I'm going to go on to uh, to bring everyone's attention to the uh, Always Wolves uh, website. So as you can see, we've got a full match report. Um, we've got as things we've learned. So AlwaysWolves.co.uk. Make sure you say there's Some really great articles. We have a history for every game, and these are the player ratings, which are uh, Chris. Has, uh, has done for us. So I'm just going to go through these player ratings. Jose Sarr, you've given a 7 Um had looked comfortable and on the ball and did well distributing. Nelson Semedo, an eight. He had a great game, I agree. Craig Dorshin, a seven. Played solidly at the back. Marshall did his sense well. Max Killman, a seven. Again, commanded performance, defended well. Ryan Nori, you put this lad can't... Defend, lose his concentration. That goal was down to him, not handing off. Come back to that. Mario Lamina, a seven. Solid performance, broke up play. Start section. Joe Gomez, a seven. Had a great game, midfield, three, ran the game. Mateus Nunes, you said, was brilliant. You've given a seven. Yeah. Uh, a seven is high praise for a player I didn't write, So, that's great. <laughs> Pavard- good, yeah. Pablo Sarabia, a six. Uh, a couple of Fs doesn't look strong enough. I thought he was our weakest link last night, myself, personally, as well.
1: Mm. Yeah, I Pedro, agree.
2: Pedro Neto linked up well with Semedo. uh should have scored. Signs of the old Pedro. I have to agree with that. Matheus Kuhner, a new man of the match. You gave him an eight. Brilliant. Just needed a goal. We're running the ball. Juan Chan, a seven. Fabio Silva, a seven. Hugo Buena, a six. So, Lucas and Luis... Just as independence here, um, where are you, how would you rate the following? Like Jose Sarr, what would you give him?
5: Uh, I think a seven's fair. Yeah. Uh, A couple of times he he dropped the ball and he came out a bit rash a couple of times. But it's definitely uh, improved, you know, from last season. He came out a few too many times and... Suffered
2: the consequences, yeah, really. Yeah, he, he got lost in a low mental land a couple of times. Sorry a bit last year. It also happened for the goal. Samedo, a good
5: eight. Yeah, it was one of uh, his good his best performances, I think, since uh, he signed for Wolf nelson
2: Yeah, he had a good game. I was really impressed with uh, Nelson last night. He thought it was probably one of his best games in a Wolves-Shirt. Sure. His defence was brilliant. And he was doing some overlapping as well. Very, very strong performance. Dawson, solid seven.
0: Yeah, I agree with that one. Um, you, if Zassel wasn't there, I think uh, for that penalty shot, I think it could have gone on Dawson's head, and Dawson could have nicked the goal.
2: Yeah, Kilman a, a, a seven, commanding performance. Yeah. Did well, seven.
0: Yeah, I agree with that one as well. Um, Kilman did well, especially leading the defense as well.
2: Right, eight Nori a five. What's your thoughts on Aitner's uh, performance last night and what rating would you give him?
5: I think a uh, five is quite harsh, to be honest. Um, I think he did really well going forward. And I can understand uh, Chris's point about uh, him slightly struggling defensively. Uh, but to say he can't defend at all, I don't think is fair. Um, I remember when we played Liverpool uh, last season, and... Um, and he was marking Salah in the game, and Salah didn't, um, no, it was maybe two seasons ago, yeah, it was two seasons ago, and Salah, he was out of the game completely, and then when he came off, and um, whoever came on, they went and scored, so I think he, he's, he's a very competent defender uh, when he wants to be, um, but maybe last night he, he did lose his concentration for the goal, but also the pass from Fernandes was fantastic, and as soon as he played that pass, I think um, it was set, set for them to score.
2: Yeah, OK. What rating would you give him?
5: To maybe six and a half. But he, I don't think he was as good as Kilman. So, but I don't think a five, so six or six and a half. OK,
2: Mario Lamina, seven?
5: Yeah, I think he did really well in a, in a holding position. When I was watching it back again this morning, uh, it seemed, especially in the early parts of the game, we had the two, the two, uh, two strikers pressing Sarabia and Cunha. Uh, there were Raul Gomez just in behind them, who was playing kind of man marking Casemiro, and then the the midfield three, of, and and to either side of him Nunes and Neto, and and Lamina was on his own there, um, just behind those three. And I thought he did really well to to deal with the the midfield with the support of the the wider players as well.
2: And fantastic point, Gomez a seven.
0: Um, I'd agree with that. Um, but he just some negatives, really, he just did a bit too many sloppy passes. But he made yeah. it later yeah, on yeah, in the game. He was a
2: bit sloppy at times, um, Gomez, especially sorry, left. Dave. Just going back to Lamina.
4: So Lamina was doing really well until he got his yellow card. Then he had to change his game from that, and that's why that's why I gave him less, and I didn't give him more than the other two because he he he. He had to temper his game a little bit, but carry on.
5: Yeah. Uh,
2: Matthias Nunes, seven.
5: I think this is a player that is, you really have to know how to use him effectively because I think when he arrived, it was the, the way midfield was playing didn't suit him at all. I think having uh, the two of him and Nevers, I, I don't think suited him at all. I think he is. A really advanced player who can push on and drive the ball forward. So I understand the decision to push him more out to the left sometimes because it gives him that freedom and space to, to go and maybe one-on-one with a full-back. Um, but I think he, he can really push on this season, I hope. I wasn't sure how Gary O'Neill would use him and if he'd be able to use him effectively because I think Nunes is a player that is um, he's not typical to how an English player might play. So, obviously, being an English manager, I'm not, I wasn't sure how Gary would deal with him. But from what I saw last night, I was very impressed with how he him to play and how he, he performed himself.
2: Yeah, really good point. Pablo Sarabia, a, a six. A couple of efforts that doesn't look strong
0: enough. I think the thing with Pablo, is going to be like uh, Jota uh, when we had him. He would score one goal and just get his confidence up and consistently scoring. So when he gets that first goal, he's going to be perfect. But I do agree with the six.
2: Yeah, Pedro Neto is seven, linked well with Sami. should have scored signs of the old Pedro.
5: <laughs> I think it would be great to have the old Pedro back. I remember the the season in the the full season that was in the pandemic, and um, without him, we would have really struggled. Um, you know, the the game against Chelsea always sticks out for me when he scored just off that left hand side. Um, and if, if he can reach those levels again, it would be fantastic because he's he's one of the strongest right-wingers we've had well, with a, a left foot in a while because he's so fast, he's so direct, and he can score goals as well. I, I remember the Southampton goal as well uh, in that season. So if he can recover his form, he will be a key, key player for Wolves. But I just hope he, he can avoid an injury.
2: Yeah, and me, because we don't want to get him injured again. And Matthias Kuna uh, an eight. I particularly love the way he waltzed um, a two or three times up the middle of the park past uh, the United midfield.
0: Uh, yeah, I agree with you uh, you and uh, Chris uh, He did well uh, whilst he was attacking. Um, I agree with the eight, but I think um, how Kuna would be suited the best is playing as a false nine with a striker in front of him so he can make them runs. And get somebody to pass it off because um, he was fine getting the run, and then nobody was in the middle for the ball. So he had to keep taking it out, and then there was getting defenders back. So if he had somebody in front, it was a straight through ball, and it's a goal.
2: Absolutely. And um, Jason, I'm sorry about that. Jason, what's your, um, your thoughts on the the ratings there, generally speaking?
1: <coughs> are gets- so a lot higher. Ain't Norrie he gets a lot of bad press. And uh, so does Tomato and, and that's because attacking wing-backs um, years ago with the four four two formation, or even recently, and there's defenders and there's midfielders. And the midfielders attack and the defenders defend. And, and these guys, they've got a completely different job now. So I, got, I can't fault any performances, Dave. And I could go through all them ratings. And what the boys have just said was very plausible. And, uh, you know... Put some great points there, but we've gone to Man United and we could have won that game, and we've played really, really well. So it's an eight to ten across the park. Maybe I'm looking at the glass half full, but I, I just can't criticise anything. And eight nor for me—that was actually one of his best games in a wolf shirt. Listen, Chris, the good thing is it's about debate, and you'll disagree, which is absolutely fine. And 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 this is this is brilliant. Manny disagreed with me the other week, and I'm good with that. You know, we haven't seen good. Manny since. Well, no, we haven't. But it's no, no. good sitting on here being all happy clappers. And I, I suppose no, no, happy clapping no. at the minute. But it's on the back, to me, a very good performance. And I thought Aiton already played really well. And I thought he played with a lot more confidence going forward on the basis that the shackles and the pressure that Lopetegui put him under, he's not under now. So I, I can't fault that performance. You know, I'm not going to give everyone 10 out of 10, clearly. The, the he,
4: only thing he, I'd say to you all is, look, I, I know the position. I've I played it. So I know... I know and. What I say to you all is, there's there's bits that he doesn't do. That's what I don't like. Yeah. He he, he has these amazing he runs. He waltzes up the pitch. It's fantastic. Yeah. But the, you know how many times does he end up trying to do too much and losing the ball? Watch him when he's lost the ball. That's all I say. Watch yeah. him when he's lost the ball and watch him running back. He doesn't. You know. Yeah. That's he, a fair and, point. And there's, there's things that he does. He loses. He switches off. He swat. He's. You can't. It's a Premier League. You, you know can't what? Do it. Re- realistically,
1: so, in his defence, and this isn't a great defence by the way, but fifteen years ago he'd be a left winger and Nelson Sonado be yeah, a right winger. You know, would but but now they are defending wing backs or defending. I, I, defending I just think Bueno's a better option. I, I thought Bueno, once again, he came on yesterday. I thought he did a really good job. Sorry, Dave.
2: He did, yeah. Well, I've got to say the force is with us tonight because Luke Skywalker has joined us this evening. Um, mm-hmm. and obviously, he does have Jedi powers, and even Luke Skywalker has come on tonight, um, you know, to say that Uslock got robbed by VAR. And, um, you know, we don't want to be rebels about it or anything like that, but like, does anyone here in the chat think that that was not a penalty? That's when I was watching it with the producer, Emma, with my dad, straight away, it's a pen to me. It's like, that's a penalty. Oh, it's been checked. Saw the the, uh, the referee that was walking towards the thing. I thought, right, he's going to be going to the monitor. And then he books Gary O'Neill. I mean, I'm just going, are oh, you? I could not believe it. I could, I mean, I'm just, I just could, I can believe it because it's happened to us last year. And I'm thinking, how is that not clear and obvious? Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants. 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Uh, Lewis and Lucas. I mean, were you having the sat? Were you off the seat, going, "What the hell?" The same? Yeah, exactly. I
5: was. I saw him coming across and I thought um, he was coming to look at the monitor because it's such a, for me, a clear error that even if the VAR themselves don't think it's a, a problem, just getting to have a look at it again, what's the harm in that? Just having a look and saying, oh, you know, now I've looked at it again. As the referee, I've decided I made a mistake here. And and also the, the guy who was on VAR, Michael Salisbury, He was the VAR in charge of the Tottenham and Brighton game when Matoma had a handball last season. And it was towards the end of the season and it was such a big talking point again. And he actually got uh, removed from the following fixtures, uh, the following weekend's fixtures. So I think for this this referee, you you can make so many mistakes and it just gets to the point where he's, he's not capable of doing his job effectively. He makes too many errors. Um And I, I don't understand why he didn't advise him. Just have a look.
2: Well, Lumen here, Jason and Chris, reckons it was a normal collision.
1: When you're in the stadium, it's quite difficult because obviously you get the benefit of the replays when you're at home. Um When you're in the stadium, it's, 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 it's obviously very difficult to judge because you don't get the benefit of a replay. VAR gives us everything. Slow motion, replays. You've got experts, apparently, former referees sitting in a room watching it on 10 different angles. How can they keep consistently getting it wrong? And there's no point in saying about corruption and all that because I'm not one to be right-reft and, you know, moaning. But how can they keep getting it consistently wrong? Not just against Wolves, it's against other clubs as well. But when you look at it on the replay, that's the Stonewall wall panels. So the keepers come out. It's Kaleidic. He's prevented um uh, Dawson with a header on goal as well, and they just seemingly get away with it. And then he doesn't even watch it. On the, it's just ridiculous. It's just, you know what? I prefer the days when you go up the pub and you, you, you'd argue about the decisions, and we'd all forget it pretty quickly. But because of VAR. The exposure it's getting, the amount of millions of pounds being put into it, it's just now taking over games. Just disgusting.
2: Jason, what was it like in the in the in the ground? Because Man United, with all their wonderful stadium, which isn't as, as swish as some people think inside. Yeah, they don't have a proper TV thing like any other channel. Like no. any, Liverpool and Man United both have these tiny little screen things. How? Yeah. Was it? What was it like actually within the uh, within the within the fans watching
1: well, that? I mean, listen, there was seventy three thousand there yesterday, which is you know for a Premier League match is unbelievable. And the Wolves fans around me, there was a bit of disbelief. There was people who thought it was a penalty. There was people who didn't really see it. Um, and when they go checking penalty, you think you got half a chance, don't you? Then you think, here we go. And then he's halfway over there. He's literally halfway over, and they've got no penalty. So we're all going. Well, he hasn't even checked it. Um, so just so disappointing, Dave. Because that, that for me, that's a, We can we can say, oh, we should have won the game, or we deserved to win the game. Maybe we did, but we deserved a bare minimum of a point last night.
2: Hundred percent, Chris. I mean, were you the same watching that? Yeah,
4: I mean, I saw it come over. The ball came over, and it was crikey. He flattened them. That's a penalty they are going to look at that. That's got to be a penalty. They're going to review that. And, you know, a couple of people on the commentary were saying, yeah, I think this is going to be a penalty. And, you know, I I just don't understand how we then get to a point where he's running over to to give a yellow card to the manager because he spoke to the the fourth official who said he must have been colourful in his discontentment of a decision. And at no point have him and the video assistant had a dialogue to say, you might want to look at that. What is the point? What is actually the point of having them? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Firstly, if if the guy hasn't, the guy can't have seen it because he would have given a foul because it's a foul. Everybody, you know, even bloody Gary Neville says it was a foul. Yeah. So he, he hasn't seen it. If he hasn't seen it and he's seen the bodies go down, your natural reaction would be, mm, not quite sure I saw what was going on there. What happened there? Because I, I just saw a load of bodies. Was is there something that we should look at? The whole process hasn't been followed. So I don't understand why we're even having the thing at matches because we 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 just don't seem to be using it in a consistent manner at all. That's and that's then that's you've that. got you've got two two guys there, John Moss. Where, I mean, he's He's now looking after all the referees, so we ain't got much hope, have we? And then you've got Howard Webb sat there in Old traffic. because I've seen pictures of him there, both saying to the manager it should have been a penalty. So if they can see it, why can't this Simon Hooper? And if he can't see that, what's the point in banning him for it, a weekend?
1: They may as well get rid even, of him. Even Gabby Agbonlo said he was a foul. And he, he, <laughs> he wouldn't give yeah. Wolves anything. No. The
2: thing is, isn't it? I mean, that that that's the thing. That that basically, um, Howard Webb wants a high bar. He says he wants the referee to ref the games. It has to be a clear and obvious error, and uh, that's the thing that you, you that's laughable when you can say, "How is that not a clear and obvious <coughs> well, error well, anywhere on the pitch? That's a foul and a yellow card." But
1: well, 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 can- well, if you. If he's come out and apologised, the ref has and said, oh, they've made the wrong mistake, why aren't they doing that full-time? Why aren't they getting a video full-time and saying, right, talk us through your decisions or, or, you know, VAR, talk us through the decisions at full-time. Why aren't they doing it? Why are they waiting for, you know, hours after the game or a day after? Oh, sorry, yeah, it's made no difference now, has it? Oh, what? So the refs or whatever, they're not, they're not having any involvement in the games this weekend. That doesn't help us in any way, shape or form.
2: Well, that, that's the thing, isn't it? Another apology. I mean, let's face it, Howard Webb has his own car <coughs> Compton. He's been down there that often. He's like, comes
1: down, it's like got you know, reserved for Howard well, Webb because he's almost there every single week. But if they have and- to compensate us, Dave, if they have to financially compensate us, let's see how many they start getting right then. Let's say for every time they made a wrong decision, we had to get compensated financially.
2: You know what? That's actually a really good point because someone said about. Like, I mean, I, I. mean, the producer read a, a tweet to me earlier. Said that like when we play Man United at the start of next uh, the, the next <coughs> game we kick off, we should have a penalty to start the game, see whether we won nil up. But like, I think you're right because there are point there are financial penalties um, for abuse and stuff for cl- issued at clubs. Yeah. Like, why do we not get compensation? Mm-hmm. If there is a decision that's made against this, it should well, work.
1: It should, the, it should be very good. Is, Dave, there. The problem is Dave, there'll be a lot of ambulance chases. It'd be too much work for the FA and they don't want that do today. They? So they've brought Bari in to, to to almost seemingly make it fair and they've got the video replay, and it's just not working. And yesterday's cost us a point. Whichever way we're looking at it, it's cost us a point. And is it going to be massive at the end of the season? But listen just disgraceful.
2: Absolutely. And guys, um, if you are watching this, as I say, if you uh, make sure you subscribed, um, you can join in the chat. And if you're enjoying this, just take a second to smash a like button. Um, Guys, we're going to go around now and we're going to be doing our uh, performance rating. We're going to be doing our man of the match. We're going to be doing our highlight of the day. And you guys are also going to get to do your score prediction for Brighton. So we're
4: going to go with uh, Chris first. Well, my score rating's not changed; it's the seven. Uh, Man seven. of the match, Kuna. Yeah. Who, who, you know, played really well. Highlight of the day, I think, has got to be the forward-looking approach and performance we had, and I hope we carry on doing the same thing.
2: Absolutely, uh, Lewis and Lucas, you can do these both indi- individually. We'll go with Lucas first. So if you want to do uh, yours, and then we'll do your brothers.
0: Okay. So uh, I think now. Um I think the score against Brighton will be two-one Wolves. Um, the man in the match was uh, Nunes. Nunes. And, um, Why Nunes? Because uh, if you look at his attacking side and his uh, also defensive side, it was also getting back to help the defence. So he's obviously seeing the ball go out, winning the ball back, getting it back high, and then starting the attack.
2: Good shout. Like it. <clears throat> and your highlights no, right. of the day. It, could oh, the highlight. it could be anything. could be eating a, a sandwich, a burger at half-time. It doesn't have to be. It could be anything.
0: Yeah. Um, Probably uh, eight, Norrie's run when he dribbled past uh, Martinez and Durban. Uh,
2: Fantastic! I love love it. Good answers, uh, Lewis, Same questions to you.
5: Yeah, I think the the score rating would probably be a, a seven. If if we'd won the game, obviously, it would be a ten. But to take the loss, it means you know it can't be a perfect score. Um, the man in the match for me was probably. <coughs> uh, I have to go with Cunha. I think it just looked so free. It looked like he took weight off his shoulders, and and like there were so many good performances, like Nunes, um, even Silva when he come on. But I think if if we can see that Cunha every week, we will have a really good player, and maybe the the price tag becomes a bit more justifiable. Um, the highlight of the game, I would say, um, I think when Martinez tackled Neto. Obviously he got booked straight away early on and then he came off at half-time. I think Martinez is a really good defender and having a yellow card so early it, it meant he changed his game as Lamina did when he got booked. So having him come off at half-time allowed us to be a bit more free than perhaps we would have been able to because Martinez is clear of Lindelof. Uh, so you know, having that booking, I think just tipped it slightly and I think these small margins really do make a big difference. Um, Absolutely. And then for Bryce, I'm going to go 1-1. A one-one draw,
2: and Chris, we forgot your Brighton uh, score prediction, didn't we? Um, I ain't got a clue, Dave. We could, if we played
4: like we played Saturday, we could win three-nil. We could lose four-one. We could draw two-two. I, I, I don't know what's going to be served up. Um, I, a good, I, good I've I got a feeling is
2: I think it might be a two-two draw. Another draw, fantastic. Uh, and Jason, to finish off uh, this segment of the show. <laughs> Fine questions to yourself?
1: Rating, 8 out of 10. Man of the match, I can't really see past Cunha. Moment of the match, I thought Cunha breaking from midfield, oh, sorry, breaking through their midfield um, was, was just incredible. And that was a, that was a joy to watch. Uh, the other moment of the match was that steward smashing into that idiot who ran on the pitch. I thought he was a just-stop-all protester at one point. I mean, that really booped me off. What, what are idiots going on the pitch for? He oh, just, just he they I was winds up people people
2: much. over in Celtic the Celtic game in Ireland. How many pitching, How many people ran on the pitch just, all, they just
4: kept doing it. Didn't they non-stop, you know non-stop. Just, non-stop. Just,
1: non-stop. Just, ban, just ban them for life. Just stop it. You know, if it's the last game of the season and you've won promotion, yeah, I get it. We've all done it. So, but if it's just in the middle of a Premier League match, first game of the season, and there's some idiot who's had too so many beers, who can't handle his alcohol, and he's running on the pitch like a moron. Just banning for life. I want to say thank you, guys. <clears throat> so we all know about Olivia's buggy wheelchair that got stolen in Spain. Um, I want to say a big thank you to Dave and Chris, um, and in particular, Chris, for, for, for coming up with the idea, for Dave promoting it massively. Thank you so much, guys, from the bottom of my heart, because that's going to make a massive difference, not only to us, but to other families. So thank you for even considering us to do that, and that means so much. So thank you, guys.
2: Okay, that's really no problem crazy. Thank you thank you. Uh, well there you go guys That's the first half of the show uh, Done and completed Thank you ever so much to my guests The Lord Jason uh, Lewis and Lucas And Chris uh, With their thoughts on this game The first extra time We're going to just take a uh, a little break For a, a mid-thing advert in a second Which I'm going to tell you about But guys thank you ever so much
1: Always Wolves Dave Always Wolves Cheers Always Dave Always
2: Wolves so there you are, the guys uh And we've got Waiting in the green room. We've got Josh. We've got the voice of reason, Jack. And we've got Sooty. Just before I get onto that, uh, for all you guys out there, all you subscribers, we've got a fantastic offer coming up from NordVPN. I'm going to play a little video and tell you what it is because it's a massive discount. So I'm just going to play this little video for you first.
1: Shopping. Enjoying free Wi-Fi with your morning coffee. Wait, who's that guy? Meet the digital snooper. It can be your internet service provider peeking at what you do online. Or a cyber criminal on a mission to snitch your credit card info. Or a hacker at the next table trying to steal your sensitive data. Uh Uh-oh. But don't worry. NordVPN keeps all these snoopers away. It makes your internet activity private, protects you from accessing dangerous websites, and lets you enjoy your favorite content securely, even while away from home. The best part? It's just a click. Yep, internet security is that easy.
2: So basically, guys, I've got you a nice little uh, offer from uh, NordVPN. Uh, I use it myself, especially when we're, I'm on a holiday, so I can watch all my Netflix and uh, all the now TV and the football. But you can also obviously use it from the UK, change, change it, uh, your location to America and watch American Netflix or watch the football, all that type of thing. Uh, and the current offer from me is giving a huge discount plus uh, a, a extra months uh, free as well. And it's available uh, from now until the uh, the 11th of September. So if, you want, if you're interested in doing that, to grab the exclusive offer on, Nord, on your NordVPN plan, make sure you go to the link uh, in the description. Uh, it's nordvpn.com forward slash Always And because you're an Always Wolves member and subscriber, you'll also receive an extra on top, four months extra for free. And there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. And the link is in The description uh, below so make sure you check that out um, because it is really really good and it's not very expensive either for what you get so make sure you check it out Uh, right bringing on now we have josh how you doing mate
7: thanks to have yourself
2: absolutely i'm good Uh, we have the voice of reason
3: jack good evening how are we i'm good All and right, last, good to see you again, Josh.
7: Aren't you? How are
3: you long's it been?
2: A day. You met each other yesterday, did you? Less, less than twenty-four hours. Than <laughs> than 24 hours yeah. In, it's the it's middle the of game. Piccadilly Station, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's that's great. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. And last but no means least, we have the man, the myth, the legend, Sooty. How are you doing?
6: Good evening, people. Good. Yeah,
2: isn't good, it? good evening. Hello, good now. evening. Oh, good evening. Um, so, Josh, you were there. Yep. How were you? Uh, what, tell, talk to me about your evening.
7: Um, so, we set off at two, um, got stuck in the M6 traffic and didn't get there till half four, quarter to five. Um, jumped in the uh, Piccadilly tap for a few drinks and then uh, made it up on the tram to the ground. Had a drink outside the uh, Old Trafford Cricket Ground. And then walked up to the to the uh, the ground for the game, so I wasn't too optimistic, like I said last week. So I had to come away with the way we played, I was I'm optimistic for the season going ahead now.
2: Fantastic, Jack. Your thoughts and how you were feeling ahead of the
3: game. Yeah, I mean, I, like I said the other day, I, I think we needed to get the season underway, didn't we? We've had a lot of you know Laportege doing the Okie Koki all summer. Is he staying? Is he going? Is he staying? Is he going? Fosun, Jeff Shee, Hobbs, all this kind of stuff, players going left, right and centre, no one coming in. A lot of that is white noise, isn't it, around a football club? What what goes on on the pitch is is kind of the absolute bare minimum of what we're interested in. And I think it's great that we've got the season off and running. And I think, like Josh says, that performance, I think, gives you so much optimism going forward. Uh, To make it just a really quick point, I think Gary O'Neill has got to stick with that now. He can't panic if the results don't come straight away. He's got to stick with that free front foot, free-flowing, attacking football because that suits the players that we've got. If we carry on playing like that, we will win far more games than we lose and the goals will start to come. To be honest,
2: you know, Sutty, we know Sutty, right? He always says it how it is. And Sutty, I'm quite right in saying that you've been sick and tired of being bored by Wolves. Am'm all right. Correct.: Were you bored last night?:
6: No, Dave. We've got no voice left, Dave.) <laughs>
4: <laughs> it was the last exciting two seasons, it? The
6: last two seasons, I've come on here, whatever it is, Dave. I don't think well, I've had nothing to cheer about. It's been utter dross. Um, but last night, Dave, um to be fair, um we were outstanding. I can't knock any of them, Dave. I mean, people have a go at Saravia. What All I want off anybody in a wolf shirt, even if things don't come off, I want 110% effort. The kid, he trudged off. He got hooked at about 65 minutes. Yeah, okay, he's lost the ball a few times, but he's give his all. Yeah. I'm not saying he's man of the match. I'm not saying that at all, um, but he's give it all. But for me, Dave, if you if you go back a few weeks ago, six, seven weeks ago, when um, Ruben left and when everybody's, you know, like we've had a, a major death in the Wolves family. And what did I say to you? This will be the making of us as a, as a team, because the trouble is with Ruben. He knew he was top dog and everything had to go through Ruben. And it was so slow, so turgid, so boring to watch. Um, Now we've got three lads in midfield that almost look like they've been unshackled, Dave. And um, they're playing with freedom. They're not thinking, oh, we've got to give the ball, got to give that five-yard ball to Ruben. Ruben's the top man we will be a better team without Ruben Neves in it. I guarantee you.
2: And do you think like the, the, I mean, we saw it in a couple of games last season. Um, It's like that Holy Trinity in the midfield that Nunes, Gomez, maybe Hodge can slot into there. And um, Mario Lemina. they complement each other really well because they all seem to know their jobs last night. They've, when, when they were going and moving forward, defensively, I thought they were really good as well as transitioning the ball upfield.
6: Well, it, it, it showed from the off, really, Dave. I mean, as soon as they, the United play got it in the middle of the park, bang, they're on him. They've won the ball and they're bursting. One, sit, one was sitting in. Didn't matter who it was. One yeah. of them would sit in. Normally, it would be Lamina or Gomez. And that gave... Nunes the freedom to go on these mazy runs. And I mean, I haven't seen that since Chelsea away last year when he picked it up in our, in their in their area and went on a 60 70 yard mazy run. I've not seen it since. And you you've got to play to your strengths. And I've always said to you, if you're let's take boxing, for instance, if you're a boxer and you keep waiting to be hit, well, guess you're gonna what guys? You're You're going to get hit and you're going to go down. And it's very difficult to get back up when you've been hit and win. It's so difficult. Take it from me. It's hard, right? So, I'm going to hit you first and see how you respond. United didn't know what I did to them. I'm sat here now, still in absolute disbelief that we've had 23 shots at goal. And we've lost. <laughs> and it reminds me, Dave, of of Bruno Large's first season. The first three games are probably the best three games of football oh, unbelievable. that I've seen us play attacking-wise. And I looked at my brother-in-law after the first game and I said, OK, we've lost. I said, "We've bat- I think it was United again or somebody like that. I said, we've we battered them. I said, we there's no way on earth we're not doing things this season. Three games on, we've battered Leicester again. We've lost three games on the bounce and lost one nil each time. We lost to Spurs as well. How hey, Spurs won I'll never know. And we've battered them all. And there was a point in that season, obviously, where we were fifth in the league for quite a while. And um, I think that if... This team looks galvanised, like like uh, the, the lads said earlier, like they've had a great big weight lifted off their shoulders. Now, you know yourself that I was a, a major advocate for Lopetegu, and I'll stand by that. But what pleased me more than anything last night is, I know you weren't there, Dave, and I know the reasons why, and I hope your mum gets better soon. But as an away game... I've not known an away atmosphere like that for a very long time, and I think that was your siege mentality a little bit. We none of us knew what we were going to get, and we thought we'll get behind this kid because this is do or die. He's either going to do it or he isn't, and we'll get behind him. And from the off, they started singing his name, and that that set the tone, I think. For the, the whole game. And they never shut up. Likewise, I've lost my voice. Everybody around me lost their voice. And we just could not believe what we were seeing, Dave. It was it was such a good performance. And the only thing it lacked... Well, it lacked a victory because it deserved a victory. Because we've battered them. We've absolutely battered them.
2: We have. I mean, and we did. And the thing is... You know, it's it was exciting. It was really positive. The twenty-three shots and goal, like I said, the most of an of an away side at Old Trafford since two thousand and five. That tells the tale, and the, I'm pretty sure every Man United fan can't believe that they walked out there and they'd actually won the game. But like we talked a lot last season about goals, we've got to be finishing some of these chances because it's it's like I think. um Gary O'Neill's referenced it, it's like, I hope that's just not going to be like it has been the last few years and it was just one of them things. I mean, it's a different season. We talked about finishing chances, which we, you know, some of them were desperate defending from United, some were saves from the keeper, um, you know, on target shots. You know, Kuna missed a good opportunity, you know, Pedro Neto had a really good opportunity as well. He he probably snatched it a little bit. He had probably a little bit more time than he thought straight at the keeper. And don't forget, they've just spent a lot of money on that keeper. But talking about that keeper, he goes through two minutes from time in added time when literally you talk about a boxing game, Sooty, it was literally United were being pummeled on the ropes. They couldn't get over. We were everywhere. We, they just, we, we, we were so positive going for that goal. And it, we just deserved it. And then that one bit where you need the officials to stand up and do the right thing, they didn't do it. And we talked about the lack of goals and finishing our chances last year. Granted, the football was so much better than it was, and it was really exciting. But again, we didn't take our chances when we had them. And if you don't, a bit like Bournemouth last year, they had one shot, they scored. It was a good goal from United. I thought Saar was caught a little bit in no man's land again, personally. And I think that's his weakness. Saar, sometimes he's indecisive. And Semedo had a fantastic game. He was overloaded at the back post. He couldn't do anything. He tried, but he couldn't do anything about it. And then... We're talking yet again about a VAR decision that's cost Wolves. You know, you've got to convert the penalty, of course, but like 80% chance you can, maybe a bit higher, 85% chance you convert the penalty, you might miss it. But like we weren't even given the chance to do it. And that, for me, after all the effort that the players put in and they lost the game, to be let down by like that again... By the match day officials, and yeah, they've had an apology. We're sorry. It should have been a. It should have been a penalty. Uh, yeah, well, that's great. It doesn't mean anything. We should have had that penalty. And we should have had the, at least got away with a point, and we haven't. And you know, Josh and Jack. That's the real disappointing thing for me that we didn't take our chances. And as Manny said many, many, many times, if we take our chances, if we score two or three, if they score the other end and get a goal, it don't matter. But they did, and we've lost the game.
7: So I think the crux of the matter, if you compare it to last season, I think that's why a lot of us are walking out of that game yesterday a lot more hopeful, because last year, we weren't creating the chances. Even when we did, it was on the off chance. The ball would go back, sideways, 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 back into midfield, back again, and we we never had the chances. There's a C23 chances last night, and six or seven on target, then... It's, it's a vast improvement already and you saw it against Luton and um, Renz as well. Same sort of thing. We looked fresh going forward, which we didn't see at all last season, apart from the odd game. Um, but to see the chances we had, I think that's why a lot of people are, are optimistic. They've seen we're actually creating chances rather than going backwards and forwards again. But we've got to start, well, it's early doors, but we've got to start taking those chances now. We've got to stop the chances are being created, we've got to get them converted and you can, if we can keep that up, you can see it happening. Jack?
3: Absolutely. I, I think if you look at it a little bit, it's again, a bit of an abstract way, but previously we were a bit like a team playing a waltz. It was very slow, very precise. You know, the footwork was nice. It was good to watch from two and a point. I think we've stepped up to a rumba now. It's a little bit more exciting. There's a bit more aggression. Like, yeah, a yeah. lot of energy. And I think, as an audience or as a, as a crowd, I think you're much more likely to be excited by that that high tempo, that high energy. I mean, if like Sutty mentioned, that that noise in the away end, the biggest noise in the away end came when players tracked back and won tackles and won headers. It wasn't great footwork and chances, and it was it was effort and energy and commitment and desire and passion, and that's what got the crowd going because that's what we want to see. You know, we've said it time and time again, haven't we? Those players on that pitch are living out our dream. We'd all give anything to play for Wolverhampton Wanderers. They get to do it every single week. That's a huge honour for them. They've got to show that, that what an honour it is and what it means to play for this club. And I think yesterday you saw that. And I think Josh is dead, right? Those chances, once we get in, I think part of the problem yesterday, they were snatching the chances. They were just desperate to score. Yeah. You could, As the game went on, they thought, we deserve to win this. We've got to score at some point. We've got to score at some point. Fabio snatched a couple of chances. You know, if he'd got five goals under his belt by November or something, he gets that chance. He puts it away in the corner. Neto, he hasn't scored for a year because of injuries and whatnot. The ball drops to him on the penalty spot, and he just smashes it straight at the keeper. You know, if he's got six goals by December, whatever, he puts it in the corner. Yeah, and no, no issues at all. So I think that's part of the problem. Yesterday was just that desperation. To get a goal that we deserved caused a little bit of panic and a little bit of just rushing the chance. And you know, and the Cooney one where he sort of it was diff- from where we were in, in in the away end, it looked like a really tight angle. But you look at the the replay again; he's just got to put it in, hasn't he? Yeah. It's just got to, it. It's almost one where he's, if he scuffs it, it probably just trickles over the line. But he, he gets such a, a firm contact on it; it sort of bounces off his foot, and, and it's the post, doesn't it? But but I think yeah, I think we've just got to you know, and like I said earlier, just stick with it because. Don't panic if the results don't come straight away, because I think this is the right way to play for this group of players. So we've got to stick at it. Like I said, if the results aren't great to start with, you know, we've, we've got a tough running at the start and we? we've got Brighton on Saturday. who are a good team and we've got Liverpool and Man City coming up in, in a few weeks time. So there are tough games coming up, but have a, have a principle, have, have a, have a way of playing, work on it on the training ground, you know, Tweak it for opposition, absolutely, if, if you think they've got a certain threat or a strength that you need to counter. But have that mentality of, you know, you watch the England cricket team now with baseball. They want to win that game. They will take decisions to try and win that game. That's what we need to do. None of this appoints a good result. What can we do to go and win that game? Are we going to score goals today? Are we going to beat this opposition? I think that's how you've got to do it with this group of players.
2: You basically, like last night, saying... How brave they were with the ball! Yeah. It was commented on. I don't know if you've watched, had a chance to watch the game back um, and think. But the commentators were really, in the end, they were the, to start with they were saying about Man United not playing very well, this, that, and the other. I thought we were very measured and patient and picked them off and closed them and made them think. And as the game went on, Wolves got more and more confident, and they were they were commenting about how Wolves were trying not panicking at the back. They were trying to play the ball out. They were trying to get that, get into the spaces. They were sucking United in with their press, and they mm-hmm. were getting past the press, opening up the field. And then you saw Kuna, Nunes, Ryan Nuri, Pedro Neto, Semedo, all running along with the ball. I mean, those two runs that Kuna did, he... It was like a knife through butter. He just went past them as if they weren't there. It was like they stood there and he's got his... He's just gone past them. And uh, and then I know we missed a few chances and stuff like that, but we did get really unlucky with the bounce, the bounce of the ball in the box. It just didn't quite fall for us to just tap one in. You see how many goals sometimes. I mean, you saw the goal that the Lionesses scored the equaliser um, against Colombia, where the ball get, grows loose, but it falls onto the toe of one of our players and they get the equaliser, they go on and obviously win the game. And we do wish them well for tomorrow, you know, against the uh, against the Aussies. But, like, it just didn't quite break for us. Um, you know, we had chances to shoot. And, I mean, Kuna had that one sh- run and then the shot... The keeper tipped it round the post. It was a decent effort. But if that's high in the corner, the keeper don't get it. Things like that. And you're probably right what you're saying. It's like once they start putting the ball, the confidence comes in. Because getting that first goal, there's always that little bit of tension to try and get that first goal and make sure. But when you've started scoring, it's so instinctive. You just do it automatically. So, a, you know, it's great that you're, you're coming on. And, you know, this is the way you want your Wolves team to play. Isn't it? I've been,
6: saying, I've been saying it for ages, and you know, Dave. But just quickly going back to the referees, Dave, because I am going to have a win. Um, it wouldn't be right if I came on here and was happy for the whole show, Dave. Don't. These people, Dave, are totally, well, they are the worst caliber of referee that the Premier League's ever seen. So we've got to go out there and expect absolutely nothing from these people. We're going to get nothing, right? When you go to Old Trafford, they're quite clearly quite starstruck. They're going around, they're having a chat with the United players and, you know, tapping them on. They're going, like, oh, yeah, before the game, how are you doing? They won't do that to Wolves because there's no big stars in Wolves' team. Uh, they'll come to Molyneux and what they'll do as soon as they get to Molyneux is they'll think that they're the star of the show, Dave. That's how it works when you come to Molyneux. We're one of the little boys So what we've got to do, Dave, is those 3,000 die that go to every away game, have got to lift the roof off that place on Saturday. And I plead with every single supporter, whether you're in the Billy Wright, whether you're in the the Cullis, the South Bank, or the Steve Ball, that when that uh, chant starts in the South Bank... That you get behind it. Because when there's 30,000 people start chanting at his first home game, it's not going to be very nice for away supporters. It's not going to be very nice for the away team. So we've got to get behind them. Again, We you, they've got to give us a performance again, Dave. We shouldn't expect to roll a very good Brighton team over. They are a very good, well-organised team. And they could well do what... We did to United To us If we're not very careful But we must keep playing the same way We mustn't get Sucked back into old Bad habits Where we've got a young side That should be able to run for 90 minutes they should be able to Keep playing like that for 90 minutes To be honest they put-
2: looked They looked fitter than United yesterday Towards the end of the game They were you know, if that game had gone on for another 10 minutes, I'm sure that we'd have got a goal, maybe two. Yeah, they were, you know, <laughs> yeah. Well, Dave, you know what I mean? Seven minutes at time, plus they, they obviously yeah. had the VAR decision, so he did. But like, I, I just felt like we were going to score, and I thought that penalty yeah. was it, but it didn't happen.
6: But there's clearly, Dave, been a, a, a very disciplined. Well worked pre-season, and this is before Gary O'Neill's come in. Yeah. yeah. So although the man wasn't happy, clearly he wasn't happy. It, it, you know, he wanted us, he wanted to take us into European football. We all want to go to European football, don't we? Um, but he's gone. Gary O'Neill's come in. Gary O'Neill is thinking he's won the lottery come to Wolves, a team that's well, a club that's three, four times bigger than Bournemouth. So he's come and thought, Jesus, I'm in. I'm in here, and I'm going to make this. He's got to rapport with supporters straight away. There's not many times you'll go to any away game, lose, and an absolute standing ovation because of how you've performed. Make no mistake about it. We should have won that game. We've got to become ruthless. Absolutely ruthless. We've got to take every other chance. Every other clear-cut chance, we have to take it. Then, I don't give two hoops what referees do against us, Dave. We don't need their decisions. We don't need VAR. Take it out of their hands. Yeah, Make the it done. yourself. Don't rely on it. Don't rely on anything. They'll give us nothing, Dave. They they won't. They won't. It's geared up for the top six sides to so keep them at the top. The rest of us have to work against it. So we've got to make, I don't care if we beat Brighton on Saturday, play well and it comes off Fabio Silva's cheek. I really don't care as long as we win. Because what you can't afford to do is lose two on the bounce all the time. Lose two on the bounce, draw one. Lose another two on the bounce, draw one. Because all of a sudden, all the pretty football that Jack's just said, we've got to. Stick with pressure starts to build. So you've got to start taking points early on. We have got to start taking points early on.
2: Yeah, I mean, I absolutely agree. I mean, I think that it's a good point. One of the things that obviously you were saying and we've been talking about is the intensity that we wanted to see from the team. It was definitely there. Um, they were definitely organized. Um, the one thing that I always that, that I thought was really important as well is that they were really all playing for the shirt and the badge. Every single one of them would were, you know, they've you know, Lopatagi has done a good job with them pre-season, he's gotten fit, he's gotten prepared, and we thank, you know, he's good. I, I just I feel like I mean, as someone was I was listening to um Talk Sports. On the way, uh, or, the, or five love on the way home from uh, the match, not the, from not from the match, from my dad's. And there was someone that rang up and said, like, you know, this is a real quality team that he's got. Why has he turned his back on this? Because this team can actually achieve something because there's something there. Such he's obviously lost his interconnect connection, by the way. Yes, but he's he right. Yes. Yeah, but he's definitely right. Intensity, passion, commitment bravery, and the one thing we've got to sort out is the ruthlessness in front of goal. Mm. If we've got all of those other pillars, the intensity, the bravery, the commitment, the quality, and then we add ruthlessness to that, we're going to win more games um, than we lose for definite. Hopefully he's back now uh, in a second. Uh, Josh and Jack, we were getting the, the uh, what you were saying about, we were just saying that so to, if we add to the intensity, the bravery, the commitment and the quality that we showed last night, and then we add the fifth pillar of ruthlessness, like you were saying, then we'll actually have a much better season. And it was quite funny that Emma and the producer was, if we were listening today on the way back from the hospital and they were talking about the game and, it's nice that so many people were talking about, you know, these pundits talking about Wolves, and they were talking to the betting people. And yesterday, were, someone was talking about Wolves saying this, that, and the other, and we're going to get tanked and this. And today, they're all like, Wolves are immense. They were, yes, were amazing. And it's like they haven't really paid any attention to what we've been doing in preseason. As fans, we've seen some of these performances in preseason. And the worry to me was, is Gary O'Neill just going to sit back or is he going to embrace that and take it to a different level? And what, as I said earlier, what inspired me before the game was he came out and said, we are going to attack. We're going to attack. And you have to do that because Sutty's right. If you just sit back and just wait to be caught with a jab and punched in the stomach and knocked around and you're carrying on and you're hoping to just get one in... It might happen once in nine or ten. You might, like what Bournemouth did to us last last year when they, you know, they had that off the knee. But more often than not, the quality of other teams, they're just going to wear you down and they're going to get a goal. If you go onto the front foot and you're brave, you push them back and United were, you wouldn't have thought they were the home team. It was, you'd have thought Wolves were the home team and they've done a smash and grab on us and got away with it, you know. Mm-hmm. You hope these things even themselves out. But like I'm with you, I I think with everyone, Gary O'Neill, I think Jack said it, you've got to stick to this way of playing because the more you play like that, the more you get used to playing the triangles and the rhythms and the when to go, you get more confidence at it and the goals surely are going to come. But you're right, if you don't get points on the board, there becomes a pressure. What we saw under Bruno Large, where he all of a sudden changes, and then we get stuck into this rut where we're playing it safe all the time, and then it's hard to break out of that.
6: Definitely,
3: yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think we can't kind of stress that enough, can we? And, and if, if by any chance Gary O'Neill is listening and watching, hey, that's going to be the message. Good evening, Gaz. You know, stick at it because that was fantastic. And, and I think Sutty's right. Lopetegui deserves a lot of credit for yesterday because of the work he put in in pre-season and in terms of the tactics, but also the fitness. But if if O'Neill can just pick that up and kind of run with it, like we've said, and carry that baton, if you like, then then that, that's got to be the way forward. Uh, I just want to make a really, really quick point on, on refereeing and VAR. I think Sutty's nailed it in terms of we just got to expect them to be terrible these days. But for Howard Webb and John Moss, the two guys running VAR in the pit, to be sat in the Man United hospitality, that's not a good look. No. And if and if I was Wolves, I would be livid that we've had a decision go against us in the last minute, and the two blokes that are in charge we're enjoying wine and cheese with the board of directors at Man United before the game. They've got to get that sorted. I don't mind Howard Webb being at the game to watch watch the referee, but sit in the stands, don't sit with the directors having cheese and whatever you know so I, I think they've got to get that sorted there's having so many own goals aren't there the pgm are well at the minute they very embarrassing i think you i think you
2: make a good point i think you know they've got to be seen to be being neutral and when they're you're useless yeah. whining, <laughs> when, you whine, when you're whining and dining with uh, the directors of a club it's You're not looking, it doesn't, it's not, you're right, it's not a good look. And when you get a decision like that, that happens at the end of the game and they're sat with the directors and then it doesn't get given. It's like, it's almost like, don't worry, I'll just drop a message to my mates. I know that didn't happen and it it wouldn't, well, I would hope it's not happened, but still, it's not a really good look. Can I
6: just make a quick point on VAR, Dave? Of course you can. I can't understand, you've got, A lot of these referees have never played a good standard of football. They've learnt football and the laws of football out of a book. Mm. That's that's all well and good. That's fine, right? They can tell us any rule, rule number 54.7, they'll tell you what it is. At, At the top of their head, they'll tell you what it is. But when it comes down to looking at 15 different angles on a screen at Lockley Park, surely it would be a good idea if you've got two people looking at those screens to have, I don't know, let, let me just say this, um, two run-of-the-mill Premier, ex-Premier League players, not, not Gary Neville, not Jamie Carragher, two players that were squad members at, say, I don't know, one was at Crystal Palace and one West was Am. at uh, Southampton or West Ham, right? Yeah. And they can say... Okay, that is the law, but you can't you can't give handball for a bloke that's it's hit him on yeah. the elbow yeah, when he's got his arm tucked in, or he's not even looking at the ball. Or they could say, you know, he's taken the the player completely out the game. There, that is a penalty. Now, these these men have never played the top class sport. They've officiated it, yes, but there's got to be some common sense in here. It's almost like they're frightened. To admit they're that, wrong, that they're rubbish. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, it
2: proper is, to be fair. And, and, that, and that's the frustration. And it's a shame that, you know, we're talking about such a great performance. We should be talking tonight about a performance, you know, we've got a good point. You know, we we've got a point we could have taken three if we took our chances, but we didn't even get the chance uh, to do that. Um, so, right, guys, we're going to be doing our highlight of the day. could be anything, as you know. Um, your performance rating, your man of the match, your thoughts ahead of Brighton and your score prediction. And we're going to go with, uh, with Josh first. Josh? Josh?
7: Can you hear me all right now? Yeah, I think I'm back. You,
2: yeah. from that. you kind of froze, and then you went bluh, 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 and you're back. There you go. Did you get what I was saying? Okay, we'll go with Jack first because Josh seems to have uh, frozen.
3: Jack. Yeah, no problem. Um, performance rating. I'm gonna go an eight. Yeah, I, I think I can't give it much more than that because I think as good as we were, we did miss some some good chances, and and, and the goal that Man United scored, you could maybe. Look at one or two people's role in that. So I'm going to go for an eight. Yeah, fair. man of the match. Me and Josh were talking about this when we bumped into each other on the on the way back from the game. Uh, for me, I went with Joe Gomez because I thought he was absolutely everywhere. Uh, and, you know, and and there's a couple of people saying he was a bit loose on the ball, but but I'm going to take that. I don't mind that because he's tigerish and he was putting his foot in. And a couple of times there was three players around him and he just went bop 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 and went around all three of them in, in one sort of movement. And then just we talked earlier when we tactically about how to beat the press, the best way to beat any team that's pressing you, is just run the ball past them. None of these sort of passing in triangles and they try and draw them out, just run with the ball through them. And that's what we did so effectively yesterday. I mean, I know Man United had got very little pace in their team, so that probably helped us as much as anything, but I thought Gomez kind of typified that kind of, we're just going to take you on at your own game and we're going to prove that we're better. So I thought he was man of the match. Uh, highlight of the day. Again, I think the atmosphere in the way end was fantastic. Um, there was a huge cheer when Fabio took his uh, bib off to get ready to come on. And I thought that that was huge because there's a guy that needs some love. There's a guy that could be really important for us going forward. And he said constantly in the media, hasn't he, through his dad, who seems to be getting involved all the time. He wants to be loved. He wants to feel like he's got a home. And you could see our fans on, yes last night going, we're with you, mate you come on and give us everything, we'll absolutely back you. And when they saw that he was ready to come on, that noise, you know, and I thought he wasn't lucky to, to, to not get the goal. So so I think just that kind of togetherness of the, the fans going, yeah, he is a guy that, that needs a bit of love and affection. We're going to give it to you, absolutely. Um, thoughts on Brighton? I think that'll probably in some ways be a tougher game than, than what we had last night. I think Brighton tactically are very well organised. I think they they know their strengths inside out. They, they'll do a lot of work on. They watched what we did yesterday and think, crikey, we've got to, sort out with wolves. Sometimes I think when you play the Man United's, the Liverpools, those kind of teams, they don't worry so much about you because they think, well, we've got really good players. So whatever Wolves do, we'll just counter it and we'll be better anyway. But I think Bryson will be a little bit more savvy. So we've got to perhaps think of, of how we're going to approach that. But I'm confident we can get a, a positive result. You know, and I think at this point in the season, you know, a, a draw wouldn't be wouldn't be a disaster. So I'm going to sit on the fence a little bit and, and go one one.
2: Absolutely fantastic. Josh, good to have you back there. It's the Gremlins got you, over to you.
7: Um, highlight of the day for me has got to be that first five minutes you sat in there and I was losing my voice within 15 minutes singing Gary O'Neill's Barmy Army." I think like Sutty and Jack said earlier, the whole togetherness of everybody in that away end was just electric. and I don't think we had it at all last season anyway because obviously there was nothing to cheer for. Um I like to
2: say watching it on the TV, you could hear the Wolves fans Yes.
7: Yeah, it was I haven't had anything like it for a long time in the away and with us. It's it's been a while and it, it it felt brilliant. Um even when you had that period in the second half where they scored where we did hang off back a bit, um we were still giving it and um so that was my highlight of the day. Um match rating would be a seven. I think that that. Speaks itself really. We we were all over him. Got to take the chances going forward in other games. And um, but overall, optimistic going forward. Um, man of the match for me uh, was Mario Lamina. I thought he dictated playing in the middle of midfield. The amount of loose balls we won um, with Iman Gomez, I thought was a loads different to last year. there was periods all through last year where we've been nowhere near a second ball and you saw it this pre-season and you saw it against United, the second balls we were picking up and then it was pinged straight out wide and off, off we went. Um, and then, how about like the name of the match? That? that was it, wasn't it?
2: Score prediction and thought. Score prediction.
7: Um, I'm going to go 1-1 against Brighton. Um, like Same sort of thing that, like Jack said, I think it was, it's going to be a bit of a chess game. Who's going to make the first move first? Um, I still think they're a decent side. i will see a, Europe uh, Europe will test him this year but I'll I'll think it'll be a draw
2: Absolutely fantastic Uh, Guys we're going to come on to Sooty uh, now just before we do that just uh, make sure you smash a like on the video I'm not sure how many likes it lets YouTube know you're enjoying it Um, if you want to get involved in the chat make sure you subscribe because you've got now your opportunity coming towards the end of the show if you want to ask the panel any questions to finish off the last 5 or 10 minutes Get your questions in And if you re- if you found out or spotted the secret word Make sure you put it in uh, the chat Suti, over to you
6: Moment of day Dave While we're driving up from Worcester And uh, me and my brother-in-law are saying What are we going to sing? We've got no songs really They've all gone um, But uh, make no mistake about it mate We sang our hearts out Old songs, new songs, um, they never stopped for 90 minutes. So credit to that club. It might be legacy supporters, Dave, but they need us. They so, do. Um, they need us big time. They, they are your bread and butter football supporters. The ones that go away on a because let's be honest, it was bucketing it down. Yeah. I was drenched before I even got in the ground. So nights like that. Your team needs you, so that that was my my highlight. Just getting back to it, really, because it's been crap, and it this summer. Yeah. Let's be honest, yeah. I've had enough of it. To be honest, I don't want to talk about anything above the football team now. I'm sick of them. Um, yeah. uh, my uh, man of the match, I could have give it to, I could have give it to six or seven people, Dave. That's how good I they were. That's how I thought it
2: after the game as well. There was. So many good performances, Say It, Samado, Nunes, Kuna, Neto, you know, Lamina, you know. Well, I'm going to
6: give it, I've, I've changed within the day, because looking back at it again, I want to give it, he's only a young lad, he's come for, over from Brazil, and he wanted to come and play for us. He wanted to come and play for us. Now, he didn't know at the time that Neves would go. But I'm telling you now, I'll give you any money that he will become a bigger player for us than what Ruben Neves was. And it's going to I'm be Bermes. Bermes. Yeah. yeah. I, I said to you last year, I'm not uh, last season, I'm not bothered about Neves going because his time had come. You can get stale anywhere, Dave. His time had come. I think he got worked out as well by other opposition teams. I think he was dropping deeper and deeper for the ball all the time. This kid is tenacious. He'll get you he'll get a booking. He gets stuck in. I mean, he they call him the pit bull for a reason. He is a well, he's a little shit, isn't he? Let's be honest. He he uh, said we he, wanted some of that though. Hey, I'll tell you what, he, he's a good player, he's good on the ball. He is he's not phased by the Premier League one bit. So he's my man of the match. Um, and I'll, I'll give him an 8 out of 10. Now, I'd give it... I'd give it... A, if, if we, I think we deserve to win that game. And if we had won that game, I know it's all lifts and buts. that would have been the first 10 out of 10 performance I've seen Wolves play in years, yeah. Dave. That's how good it was for me. And I'm not that easily pleased, let's be honest. So, but because we didn't win... And because we didn't score, I'm going to give it a seven and a half, Dave. Um, Which, hey, they were outstanding. If they play like that, we will win a lot more games and we lose. So, I'm happy. I came away happy. Um, Brighton. As long as we don't think, oh, we've just got to rock up here. We give United a real good side. We've just got to rock up. I think we'll do them 3-1, Dave. 3-1.
2: Three one, that would be amazing. Now the thing is with Brighton, right? Um, the thing is with Brighton, bogey team. They are our proverbial bogey team. First year we got went up. I think we played them twice. I think they had one shot, and what took four points off us. You know, they're a very, very, very well-run club, Brighton. You have to take your hat off to. The how well they're run, they're getting massive amounts of money for some of their players. That you know, I mean, if the way they invest and have been investing, if they invest that again well, they're going to be a serious, serious team. Brighton, however, they have lost some very, very important players from that team that trounced us last year six nil, where we were, you know. Under Lopetegui, towards the end of the season, your away games, you never, you never n- nailed down the away performances like we saw last night. No, um, no. they are a bogey team, but like bogey teams, and these runs against teams are there to be broken. And I want to see us, although we could get picked off against Brighton because they're a very, very good side. But I want to see us with the same level of bravery, and commitment, and intensity, moving the ball quicker. Because I think if we sit back again against Brighton, um, we will get we can get very easily picked off. Because they're, they're, if we let them get on their game plan and take control of the game, it's the momentum's hard. And I think that's what we did to United last last night. We played our game plan, and the longer it went on, the more they started to think. This ain't ain't how we've been told it's going to happen. We're supposed to be winning this three, four or five. The crowd got a bit twitchy. And, we, you know, even when we were... The one thing I was so impressed with last night as well, even when they scored that sucker punch, we went... We've took that. We're going to go back at you harder. And literally, it was insane that last 15, 20 minutes... We're playing Manchester United, you know, one of the biggest teams in world football, opening match of the season, 73,000 people in that stadium, and they were they were rocked. We were that good last night, and we just kept going. We took the knock, we took it on the chin, and they went again. They didn't let it affect them. And we've seen teams, Wolves, in the last year or two or three years. Even when we've had a good spell, we've conceded a goal and then the confidence has just gone out of the team and they've like got us again and we have just thinking... They didn't show that. They showed the belief in what they were doing to go again. And I think you're right. The fact that the fans were so vocal and singing throughout, they knew that the fans had their back Carry on playing this way because that's the way we want to play and we've got your back. You were given it and the fans could see it. And it's 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 I know sometimes the atmosphere has not been great at Molyneux, but when you're seeing flat boring performances, it's very hard to keep getting yourselves up as fans to get the players. And Jack or Josh, I can't think it was, it hit the nail on the head. It wasn't just about the quality of the play and the the moving the ball and the running. The tackles, if you're a Wolves fan and you see someone come in, I think, was it Lamina, that first match he played and he did that old Gomez and they did that crunching tackle and they Gomez. were like, we'll have a bit of that. That sets the standard because you can see they're fighting for the team. Yeah. You know, OK, you've got to watch you don't give a foul away, especially the way it is. But, like, that gets the fans going and the players can feed through that. And I think the fans did a really good job yesterday of, of keeping that energy going throughout the team and they grew in belief and confidence because they felt it from the fans and we've got to bottle that for every away game and as sooty yeah. says we've got to make sure on saturday we've got to get that flag sutty proverbial flag everyone's got to come with that proverbial flag as if they're going to put it on their seat and go we are here and you've got to try and get past this and we're going to get behind the team. And if every single fan throughout every stand gets behind these boys, because everyone's written us off for whatever reason, we are Wolverhampton and we are not going to lie down. We're going to fight and we're going to be brave and we're going to give that faith to Gary O'Neill and the boys. And if we do that and we've got their back, the results will come and that's what we've got to do on Saturday. I completely agree,
6: Sutter. Definitely, Dave. I mean, the two biggest cheers, like yesterday, last night, Dave, Cunha sprinted about 50 yards to get the ball back and so did Silver. And they were the two biggest cheers. And if if, if we can see them put effort in like that, defensively and in attacking uh, parts of of the pitch, that honestly will stick with them. What they mustn't do is be frightened if they concede you've still got to go at the same the same rate and play in the same way because sooner or later three or four of them will go in somebody'll get a battering yeah
2: it's going to happen isn't it it's 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 surely going to happen and we've been waiting for it to happen for a very very long time and i think once the i think it was Josh that said it i think once the tap opens or, or Jack or both of you, once they start scoring uh, and they start finishing the chances, hopefully become more instinctive. At the moment, they were so desperate to score yesterday that sometimes you you just overthink it a little bit, uh, whereas instinctiveness will come. And if we can add that fifth pillar of ruthlessness, and that's what we've got to do, we've got to be ruthless when we get the chances, put the chances away. As you Sooty said, it don't matter what bloody the refs and VAR do. It don't matter because, you know, you can knock off a goal or a penalty or not give it to us. We've scored two or three. It don't matter if it's, you know, we still win the game. Anyway, so, yeah, final thoughts um, from Jack, Josh and then Sooty. And then I'll tell you, before we get on to that, the word of the week was waltz or waltzing and the reason for that is that the Lionesses play in the uh, FIFA Women's World Cup semi-final tomorrow against the Matildas and what is that? waltzing Matilda? so that was your word for this week so there you go thanks for everyone that got it and Jack yours was the best one in
7: terms of how you put that out it was brilliant
2: mm-hmm. so let's go with you first Josh final words
7: um, keep the faith and for the away fans when we're travelling and at home keep the optimism because that away in was electric last night.
3: Fantastic, Jack. Absolutely, I, I think like we've said, so encouraged by by yesterday. I mean, to the point where obviously Josh would have a similar experience coming back on the on the metro into into Manchester City Centre. Their fans couldn't get enough. There was there was one guy. He, he was saying the four best players on the pitch are all Wolves players. Yeah. I mean, how often do you say that when we go away to to Manchester United? So. I think huge, huge reasons to be to be optimistic. Not getting carried away because there's still work to be done and tough challenges ahead. But hugely encouraged by yesterday.
2: Yeah, really nice Man United fan on here says as a United fan, your fans were class last night. The best by far in 2023. Um, fantastic. Thanks for that, uh, So to, to finish up on final wow. words.
6: It's a new era, Dave, isn't it? That's, you know, he's he's gone. The moaning's gone. It does look like there's a a cloud been lifted. And you know, we've had some strong debate, Dave, on the chat. And I've been quite vocal that I'm very disappointed in an ownership model that I still don't believe they backed him. Um, But he's gone, and this lad wants the job. So if he wants the job, and he's going to put his heart and soul into it, the, the minimum we can do is back him.
2: Absolutely, and uh, I really appreciate that, Kevin. And so many of you said cheers, uh, Dave. Love to you and your mom. Great show. See you all always. Walks absolutely. Um, keep the uh, your prayers going for for my mom, please. You know and. know i will keep you up to date with how she's getting on and keep my fingers but thank you for all the love and support that you're giving um don't forget to check out the nordvpn offer it's a cracking offer and you managed to negotiate a deal with them so you can get it as much reduced price and it's what i use myself so check that it's in the uh the description below and a massive thanks to local company uh creation wolf for sponsoring and helping power extra time From myself and all the guests tonight, lovely to be positive. Let's make Molyneux an absolute cauldron starting this Saturday. Let's be that proverbial 12th man and let's hope that we can get some goals and get some points on the board starting this weekend. The first home game under the Gary O'Neill regime. And, um, yeah, unlucky, unlucky last night. That's football we move on until the next one always
3: wolves
2: always wolves it's the 90th minute all your mates around you've got your mcnugget share boxes ready to go your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points perfect order mcdelivery now on the mcdonald's app you in at participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times delivery fee and term supply. See
3: McDonald's.com.
0: This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.